a good writer must also be a good reader. So I always ask you, writers, what are you reading these days? What fiction, and especially if you're writing fiction, are you reading these days? And how will it influence your own writing? What lessons can you apply from it to your own writing? I'll tell you my answer in just a moment. It's Sam with another Friday video for you. Um, here to talk about reading, writing, fandom, and editing, publishing, and all that. Well, maybe, maybe, not, maybe not all at once, but things related to that category. Um, so here's my answer. Here's my fiction read that I've been reading, that I read, read and finished earlier this month. It is another Star Wars book. You know I'm a fan of those. This is Star Wars The High Republic. It's the third adult novel. There are some young adult ones, too. I have not read those yet. I'm not sure if I'll get to them anytime soon. It's the third adult novel in this series of The High Republic. It's called The Fallen Star by author Claudia Gray. She's written a couple other Star Wars novels. I read one of hers called Master and Apprentice. That was about Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan before Phantom Menace, and that was pretty cool. And she's written a couple others that I have not read yet, I don't think. There's one called Lost Stars, I believe. It's a, a popular one I've heard of. I just haven't read it yet. Anyway, The Fallen Star. Let me tell you about this series. Um, I've, I've talked about it before. If you, if you want to scroll back and go through my videos or my podcast episodes, you can find my reviews of the first two in this in this trilogy. Um, overall, it was a really good book. It was a really engaging read. Um, it was good, but inconclusive for a trilogy. I'll tell you what I mean by that in a little bit. So I'll tell you what I liked and didn't like and how that, that can affect our writing and, and all the things I learned. So anyway... Okay, so Star Wars novels, um, I'm not going to go into all the history of them. Um, basically, this is the new canon, meaning stuff that was written before 2014 or, or 15 or so is no, no considered canon by Disney. So if you're a fan of the Old Republic games or anything like that, I think those are not canon anymore. Um, they're called Legends and, and things like that, like things that could have happened in the, in the universe, but they're not necessarily part of Disney's timeline. The High Republic is kind of replacing what the Old Republic used to be. Um, it's still old, but it's not like as old. It's like it takes place two hundred years before the movies, so um, not thousands and thousands of years before the movies. Like I think the Old Republic, old Republic data takes place about two hundred years before the movies. Um, so I mean, characters like Yoda are still around. He's not a main character in this, but he's mentioned. Um, it's the Jedi Order basically during their prime, during and during the the, the, the Republic's prime. When we see them even even in the prequels, you know the. The, the, the Republic is going through unrest, and the Jedi, of course, are almost to the point of that their order ends. Um, this is like supposed to be the prime of the Republic and the Jedi order. Um, but of course, all is not well because there's villains to fight. Um, the villains are this group called the Nahil, or I've, I've, I've been saying it like that. It's N-I-H-I-L, same, same word you get from nihilism or annihilate. And they're basically like space terrorists, like, and they're not... They're not like the Sith who you know believe in the power of the dark side or they believe in any kind of cause outside of themselves. They're more just like, we're going to cause terror because we can, so people will be afraid of us and people will know that we're the ones in control here. You know, the, the High Republic, or you know, the, the, the Republic is a joke. You know, that they're, they're not, you know, they can't save you, they can't protect you, they can't control you. Um, we want to show everyone that, you know, we are in charge. So they don't really have a cause other than, I guess, chaos or anarchy or power for themselves, but it's this group of terrorists led by a guy named Marchion Rowe. Um, I guess he's the overarching villain, but there's there's others within them. Um, and the first two books, the Jedi Order um, did battle with them, um, tried to pre pre prevent the, the, the Nihil from 
causing space disasters or, or pick up the pieces after they did cause disasters, things like that. Um, it is an ensemble cast. There's a, you know, the, the, villain, the, the heroes are a large group, the Jedi Order, the villains are a large group, and the heel, of course, they, ha they have to focus on, on some specific characters in there, but there's still a vast number of characters, you know, major and minor, in these three books. Um, the main Jedi here, um, is a, there's a couple of interesting characters. I'll, I'll get to them in a minute. Um, the, the, the plot of this one focuses on um, the Nihil are being are, are kind of been weakened after the first couple books, but um, they're still trying to trying to do like one, I guess one last um, you know one last push, um, one, 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 one last hey the galaxy needs to be afraid of us and and need to know that we're still out there trying to get their power back. So um, there's a space station um, called Starlight Beacon. It's a big space station that the Republic has set up for refugees and the heel attacks. It's supposed to be a safe place, a safe haven where people whose worlds have been ravaged or destroyed can come. Um, it's this big floating space station in the middle of space, obviously. And then the healer are like, yeah, we're going to knock this thing down and send it crashing to the planet below. So, you know, even your, even your safe haven isn't safe from us. That's why it's called the Fallen Star. The Fallen Star refers to the space station. Um, and so basically, the whole thing, the, the whole book is almost a self-contained episode. Like I, I mentioned in the last couple, there were certain parts at the beginning or the or the middle that that were, were, where where the, the pacing was very fast um where like the, the whole thing took place in probably a couple of hours and um i when i read it totally i don't get the full effect because uh, just in my schedule these days i only have time for reading maybe 30 minutes to an hour at night i, I read a couple chapters a night um so i'm reading this it took me about probably two weeks to read it but the whole thing takes place in probably i don't know um, mo most of the action takes place in probably a day, a few hours of a day. Um, so again, if you are able to binge read and you're, you're one of those people who, who has time like that and, and is inclined that way and, and you just feel like you want a fast-paced action adventure, I recommend that because it seems like it would lend itself to that. It, it takes place in probably a few hours um, and, and you would get the full effect. I was not able to do that, so I just had to kind of, you know, pick myself up and put myself back in the story each time. That's okay. That's just the way my life is these days. But um, it is a fast-paced adventure where basically um, the Jedi are on Starlight Beacon, or you know, a few of the main characters are you know, trying to watch out for the refugees and stuff. And then they find out, oh, there's this plan to destroy it, and um, the, there are some. The heel terrorists on uh, who's snuck in, infiltrated with them, and they're committing a suicide mission. Basically, they, like they're not planning to get, planning to get out alive. They're just saying, "Hey, we, we, they, they, they planted some bombs and dis disabled the the systems." Whenever now there's te techno talk that I don't remember now, but it's an, it's it, they'll explain, explain it in the book, of course. But but basically, the the whole station is is gonna is gonna crash down to the ground to, to the planet below. Unless the Jedi can stop her, or if, unless the Jedi can save as many people as they can, so it's this whole fast-paced adventure of basically a rescue mission um, of, the, the, of, the, of the Jedi trying to either stop the bad guys or, or I guess in the immediate term, rescue as many people as they can. And um, spoiler warning, or, I mean it's not really a spoiler. It's it's, it's just like uh, maybe could be viewed as anticlimax depending on your expectations. That's kind of the whole book. Like this is the end of a trilogy. Or kind of, um, it's a, it's the third the third book in a series, and I was expecting it to kind of wrap up the conflict with with, with the Nihil, and it really doesn't. Um, I, I mean, the, the the whole thing focuses on the this this one episode 
of the Starlight Beacon falling and, and the Jedi trying to rescue them. Um, and there are other there are other um, comments about like, oh yeah, over there, these minor characters, Avar Chris, who was in the first book but hasn't been in it much since then. She's chasing down Lorna D. Lorna D is one of the high-ranking officers on the heel, but it's it's mentioned, but it's not there. So it's like um, it's like it's like the larger conflict is happening, but um, this is this focuses on this one conflict of Starlight Beacon falling down. And if you were looking forward to like some great battle, um, great final confrontation between the Jedi's forces and the, and the Heel's forces, it's not in this book. Maybe it's still coming. Um, this is the third one, and I thought it was supposed to be the end of a trilogy, because um, they are making a fourth one, um, like a fourth adult novel, but but it's kind of like, um, like I don't know, if you look at the, the Wikipedia page or the, or the, or the, the plot summary, it's, it, it seems like it's taking a different focus, like, like they're... They're they're starting a new phase of the High Republic or or a new trilogy or something like that. So there is a fourth one coming out. Um, but I read the plot, I read the plot summary. I think it's coming out in November or something. But I read the plot summary and it doesn't sound like it's picking up right where this one left off. So it's kind of inconclusive. I mean I mean I, I don't, I don't want to spoil the ending for you, but it is a some, somewhat cliffhanger ending. I mean I mean they they resolve this one conflict, but not the overarching battle. Um, and the fourth book, it doesn't sound like it's gonna it's gonna deal with that conflict, conflict as much maybe it'll maybe there will still be pieces picking together um so anyway this is a great book for just action adventure sci-fi space opera um self-contained fast-paced action um if you're looking for an epic, epic conclusion to the saga this isn't it um but it's a good installment and i, I am interested to read to read what comes next and there like i said there are young adult novels too and like junior reader novels that are taking place concurrently with this I have not read those. I have at least one friend who has. Maybe I'll ask him, like, do those fill in the story too? Because I feel like I'm missing something. I mean, I mean, it was a good story, but I feel like I'm missing part of it. Um, so maybe you need to read the whole the whole thing to to get it. I'm not against reading the young, young, young adult novels. I mean, when I was a young adult, I read many of the Star Wars novels back then. Um, as an adult, with a lot to read and a lot to, to sift through, I've been prioritizing the, the adult ones. Maybe I'll get to the young adult ones, the, the new ones, one of these days. Anyway. My point is, it's a good story. Uh, it's a good, fast-paced action story, but it's not the conclusion that I expected it to be. Maybe, maybe that some of us were expecting, um, and therefore, maybe it's not the conclusion. Maybe, maybe, maybe there's more to come in the next few books. But anyway, let me tell you what I, I liked about this. Um, obviously, the like I mentioned, the the fast-paced action. It's it's done really well. It's just, I mean, you it, 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 you feel like you're in the action. I mean, even though. Even though I, I was reading it over the space of time, you feel like you have that sense of urgency and a sense of like, okay, this is happening in real time. Um, it's very focused. I mean, it, it's it's very focused on the plot on, on this one episode, and therefore it's like, you know, I mean, yes, there's, there's multiple characters on, on this massive space space station and surrounding events and areas, but uh, so, so it is an ensemble cast, but it's um, they're all focused on the same crisis. You you get the sense of urgency and everything. Um, so it, it does that in a good way. And, and the first two books, too, or the, the, the first two books I, I'd say the same thing of. And it's interesting to me because, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm in, I'm not sure how this works behind the scenes, but they're written by three different authors. Um, the, the first one was Charles Soule, the second one was Kevin Scott, this one's Claudia Gray. They've all written other Star Wars books and other stuff, but um, they, they seem to have a unity of purpose. Um, unlike some Star Wars trilogies at convention that had different directors, uh, the sequels, no, nothing, uh, <laughs> never mind. But, um, they, 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 they seem to have a unity of purpose and like like even of style like I mean if, if I didn't know 
if I read, read all three books and didn't know who the author was, I might not know, realize that they were written by different people. They have um, similar, I mean, I mean, similar enough styles. I mean, I'm sure there's differences you could analyze or whatever, but like, as far as writing, writing the fast-paced action and creating the characters in the same way, there's a lot of consistency, which is which is cool. So Claudia Gray, um, you know, delivers just as much as the last two authors did. Um, it's great. She she does, she does well um, in the fast-paced action and everything. Um, I really like the, I, I like the characters. I mean, even though these were characters I didn't know before this series, you know, it's it's um, I'm a Star Wars fan, so I, lo I love this, I love this universe. But now I'm interested in the characters too. Um, like I said, obviously the, the Jedi are in it. I mean, different Jedi than we than we met in any of the movies because these are. 200 years beforehand, but there's, um, with characters who I've grown attached to over three books now, there's, um, there's two, uh, I guess, adult Jedi, um, Jedi Knights who are kind of the forefront of this one, and there's a couple of Padawans who are friends on board, too, and the adults, um, the two of them, one is named Stellan Gios, the other is Elzar Mann, um, you might know those names if you've, if you've taken any interest in the, in the Star Wars stuff that's coming out lately. Um, Stellan is like the golden boy kind of of, of, of the Jedi Order. He's supposed to be like, like you know, you were the best and brightest of us, and he's the one who everyone kind of looks to as a hero in these troubling times. But of course, he struggles with living up to that image, and, and he, you know, he wonders, do I deserve it and stuff like that. Elzar is almost kind of the opposite. Um, he's he's like a Jedi who struggles with, with his, his convictions. Like he he doesn't think he. I, I mean, I mean, I guess in some ways that, that's similar, but he doesn't think he's. Up for this stuff, like, 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 like he he doubts himself. He um, he struggles with things that are not of the Jedi Order. Like he has he has feelings for this other Jedi Knight, a, 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 a woman who they've been friends with since they were younger, and he tries to put his feelings out of his mind. But he's like they're still there. He struggles with that. I think in the last book he actually spent the night with a lady and regretted it because obviously that goes against the Jedi code. Not saying I approve of that. Just saying it's it's an interesting character facet. I mean these guys who are basically committed to a religious order to a moral code and they and they don't all live it perfectly they they, 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 they struggle with it you know I'm sure if today were real that we'd have some who were struggling struggling with things like that I'm sure I don't know monks do or whatever I mean I'm a man of faith and and I I just I, I struggle with temptation I I struggle with living up to my convictions and and living out the principles I believe in so I mean I get it like like, like, like I guess what I'm saying is Relatable human characters, even in, the, in these extraordinary circumstances, you know, even in a space war, there are extraordinary, or there are ordinary human characters, and I've I've, I've put out that formula there before, but that's kind of what you want. Big circumstances, you know, you can have a spaceship battle, magic flying Jedi Knights, whatever. Ordinary characters, meaning, even in the midst of these big circumstances, you want characters who are real and human and relatable. So she does that well. I mean, Claudia Gray does that well. I mean, I mean. I, I think all three of the books that I've read so far have done that well, but um, this one definitely does. Um, so Stellan and Elzar are, are like friends. They've been friends since childhood in the Order, so they con they contrast each other that way. And then there's two like younger Jedi or two apprentices. One of them, um, minor spoilers if you want to read the first two books, but he lost his master. Um, his master was killed in, in the in, in the war with war with the, the, the Nihil, so he's dealing with the grief of that. Um, the other one, other friend, is this Wookiee Jedi. Um, if I can focus in on his picture there. Um, well, he's kind of in the back, but there's there's a Jedi who's a Wookiee, so that's pretty cool. He's a he's an apprentice. He's a cool character, um, and, and and these apprentices are friends. So it's 
there's, I guess, four-ish main good guys surrounded by an ensemble cast of many others. And there's, of course, lots that goes on on this on this space station, um, and all kinds of yeah, all, all kinds of things there. Um, yeah, it is inconclusive. Also, um, there's a this this shouldn't be a big spoiler, but there's um, while while they're on the spaceship or the space station trying to solve this crisis, um, the like, like trying to use every resource they have and everything. The Jedi realize their connection to the force is blocked or muted somehow. Like it's it, it's not um, you know for whatever reason they're not able to access the force like they usually do, and they're not able to sense things. Um, so something is causing that. And um, again, minor spoilers, but it's kind of an, an anti-spoiler. They never really explain why in the book. Um, they're like something. Something must be causing this, um, and, and they can't investigate it really because, because um, they're too focused on saving the ship, saving the lives everyone on the ship and stuff like that. But then they never really explain what it is. So that's why I also think it's inconclusive, or maybe there's maybe there'll be more to be continued um, in the original expanded universe. That's no longer canon. In the books, there was these little furry creatures, like alien creatures. They called Iselamir, and they somehow like pushed the force out from them like that they were like determined to the force in a certain radius of them i don't know if they're trying to bring that element into the into the new canon now or if it's something else some other explanation but um so there's some deterrent to the their force usage and it has not been explained in this book it just is, is there so that's also why i feel like there's some there's some um inconclusive elements but um overall if you like star wars um, if, 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 if you like sci-fi action, um, this is a great book. Again, I mean, don't start with this one. This is the thir third in a, tr in a series or a trilogy. Um, start with the one that's called High Republic Light of the Jedi by Charles Soule. That was the first one of the, of the adult novels. But if you like it and you want to keep going, this is a really fun read. And it's, I mean, honestly, it is mostly self-contained. So even if you, even if you read this one first, you, um, like I said, it's it's episodic. You, um, or I mean, maybe not, maybe not they all are, but this, this one is one self-contained episode you probably could do could read books that would be more confusing to you than this one would be if you read them first um so this one like e like even then you could you, you could probably figure out what's going on more or less it's a it's largely a self-contained adventure i would say a heist isn't the right word because it's you know it's i mean it's more of a uh, I, I guess the bad guys are trying to do a heist but it's like a it's like a self-contained fast-paced adventure um good guys versus bad guys good guys trying to save lives um, you know, tr tr traditional, classic, good versus, good versus evil, good versus problem. Um, so yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, what I like about it, what I recommend for um, for writers to apply is the you know, fast-paced action when you are writing action scenes. It's it's at least you know I mean not every scene in your book is like that, but it, um, but there you go. And, and I mean when I say action, it's it's not all the, it's it's not like every page is lightsaber fights or punching or flying spaceships. I mean there's there's dialogue between the characters about how do we approach this? You know, what, what do we do? How, how are you? How are you handling all this? There is character development and stuff like that, but um, it's it's like you know it's 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 urgent to the point that it, that it moves the plot along. It's it's you know it's it's not just like large chapters that don't have to do with anything. Everything moves the plot along and is is part of the current crisis. So um, so yeah, fast paced action. Realistic characters or believable characters again, big circumstances of a sci-fi space battle, but believable characters, human characters that the reader can relate to, 
and I guess just um, exploring this world some more, this, this, this galaxy far away that many of us have come to love. So those are the things that I recommend applying um, for writers of sci-fi or of any genre like this. I guess the only things I didn't like are that it's inconclusive, but that's not necessarily the author's fault if there's a larger plan at work in, in the Disney Star Wars novels. So yeah, Fallen Star by Claudia Gray. Go read it. Um, check it out. Check out the Star Wars books and tell me what you think. Um, until then, keep reading, writing, and learning from what you read, and hope your weekend goes great, and hope you have success in your writing projects this week. Thanks for listening in, and may the fourth be with you all. Bye.